0: <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> well, I know what kind of episode this is going to be. Um Welcome to, welcome back to the Land of the Living. I am your host, um, Josh DeWay, formerly known as uh, Sergeant KFC. And um, we are here, and we're about to cook up something good. Um, this is episode two of the new season of The Way I See A podcast, where we have a collective of perspectives, and you get to do whatever the hell you want to do with them. Oh. We got our cousins back this week. Yeah. Uh, we have Jeremy. What's good, Jeremy? Hello, Joshua.
1: Lorraine. Cher. <laughs> sure. God bless, bless y'all on tonight. I'm honored to be here. First of all, giving honor to God who is the head of my life. To Pastor. To Pastor Blocker. God bless you. Um, To, min- to the Minister of Music. Music oh, sure. my. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and to Lady Shell. God bless mm-hmm. you all. Bless you, you know, bless I'm you. just
1: glad to be in the service <laughs> one, one more, more time. time.
0: One more time.
1: Uh, and again, I say one,
0: one more time because it could have been another. It could have <laughs> been another. Oh my one. my God! Video <laughs> uh, LeBron is here in all of his fashions.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, you know how I do. And uh, Jeremy, we agreed we're leaving that name in season one. It was dead. Actually, we <laughs> left it at the be at the end of 2020. In the beginning of 2021, I clearly stated that we left it there. So I don't know why it's trying to be resurrected. Like way anyway. <laughs> Hi everyone. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Um but yeah, what's up?
0: I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> he looked he looked ready. He got on his red fedora (laughs) well because you know you not you
3: never know what you're gonna get i think each week i'm just gonna like surprise y'all with the look i don't know what i'm gonna give from week to week i might come in looking real bummy like josh is looking right now or i may you know be dressed up like how i do
0: you know i'm you know i'm going to give you that one i'm going to give you that one because i came for you last week and you did i'm going to to give you that one but but baby this is a tree you don't want to climb. let me tell you something my library card is in session 248. You understand <laughs> me? You know, I can go ahead. Anyway, hey, <laughs> we're gonna move on to the service. Shell, how you doing this week?
4: Hello, everybody. I'm just glad to be back. Uh hey Jeremy, LeBron, Joshua. I'm so excited uh to be back here. Episode two. We got a chance. We we in church, we you know, we doing all this. I'm I'm ready.
0: Yeah, we are all of the things the Bible says you gotta you gotta become all things to all people. Oh, so you God. may drop them. <laughs> <laughs> I said that. So I got my arms out today because I want to draw. I want to draw something Flesh. to Christ. <laughs> Come unto <Flesh>. me. <laughs> we can draw all things.
1: Lay upon my breast.
0: Lay, <laughs> <laughs> lay thy head upon my breast.
3: can we ever make it so like at least a five minute mark before you start like really acting out?
0: <laughs> you know, I'm, go- I'm going to behave today, I think. Allegedly, I'm going to behave today. Jeremy, what, what, what game are we playing tonight?
1: Never have I ever I'm out right because <laughs> I'm coming straight for you all
0: right so all do we want to do
1: how how many do we, oh, do we do we doing three fingers we doing five how many you want to do three it down because <laughs> I mean I'm gonna play let's with you. do three I'll do three let's do three okay I'm gonna go first never have I ever been arrested <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you!
0: Because I, I have to clarify because I'm not a criminal. I promise I am not a criminal. I have a good record. All I wanted to do was go get some fried rice. I went to get some fried rice and I ended up in jail. How did? <laughs> I ended up in jail. It was not a crime. I did not a criminal. Okay, whatever.
3: Oh, go ahead. Right. Ryan, take the next. Oh, one. I gotta do. I thought you. Oh, uh-huh. um. Well, I wasn't prepared for this, but okay. Oh. Uh... Put you really did never have damn because there's a lot of stuff that i mean i really can't play this game
2: <laughs> this is hard for me Well oh. oh, no skip me <laughs> <laughs>
3: um oh, oh oh damn like i'm really trying to who oh, um mm, oh shit
1: Y'all that No, I, no seriously, Jeez. like I
3: have like done almost everything under the sun. This is not a fun game for me. Like when we play this for drinking purposes, I am the first one to end up drunk. This is not a fun game for me. Same. <laughs> um, all right. So never have I ever... um Oh, I can't even say that because I did that, too. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> what? A skip, show. you go. I can't do this. I'm
1: stressed.
4: <laughs> Never have I ever had any relations inside of the church?
1: See, I can't. <sighs> what do you mean by? by Wait, just age. put your hand down.
0: <laughs> put, that, put that finger down.
4: Because <laughs> I was trying to help out Jeremy, but he came for the arrest. And I was like, dang, now nigga's about to be thinking
0: it was the fact
1: that everybody was <laughs> <lying>. like <ooh. laughs>
0: i mean you jump out the gate with never have i ever been arrested i mean oh my god i'm not a- i was arrested no, you know? unprovoked i just went to get some fried rice that's, that's that's the the I did. Right.
3: well jeremy or josh you say something now
0: no it's back on you because i'm I'm, <laughs> well, I'm shooting it back to the jeremy okay I can't.
1: never have i ever snorted a drug right, so there we go i'm done
0: <laughs> i rise i'm right. trying to tell you there is nothing
3: that I okay when i say i have lived life i have lived life i'm out <laughs>
2: <laughs> what, <laughs> what are you over there doing okay, but i'm still in there like, there was a time where i wanted to try too. coke
3: so i tried coke and my nose never stopped bleeding so i just never did it again and i just i just i didn't like the way it made me feel so i just never did it again
0: yeah yeah amen amen for that
1: mm. I'm trying to think now, cause I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't did a lot of stuff. Mm. And
0: mm.
4: the most safe goes
0: to mm. <laughs> <No>, shut up. <laughs> uh-uh, we're not because we're not gonna take that arrest, cause that arrest has been eradicated off my record. So I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> were you gonna arrested, arrested or not? <laughs> were
1: you put in the back of a car?
0: Y'all, they put me. They put me in a in that horrible. <laughs> I was oh so you was in I jail was in the, I was in the orange jumpsuit J- J- I'm gonna have to testify one day <laughs> and that thing was so ugly it did not match my skin we're gonna have, have to
3: all. share uh <laughs> share horror stories one day because I got arrested and provoked too
0: oh my
1: god yeah y'all y'all do this,
0: <laughs> okay well we all we we gonna put our hands our things down because we we all
1: share one Thank yeah because
0: but that don't mean she's the most saved I'm, I'm the most saved because I have been redeemed. But anyway,
3: uh, <laughs> okay, Mr. Let's spirit,
0: <laughs> and,
3: and do, <laughs> right,
0: but that wasn't one of the questions he asked. So my finger is still up. I see that in the Bible. I'm just what? saying, it,
4: child,
0: <laughs> you be blessed. <laughs> That's a ministry. clit Licking is a ministry. Uh, <laughs> <There> you, call, <laughs> you call you cause the saints increase. Then, <laughs> Ron, why did me. you even why bring did I it up? Do this? <laughs> you add to them and, and, out of, <laughs> and out of her belly shall flow huh i don't River. think
4: that's what the scripture was getting at when it was written i'm just gonna say that oh, River.
1: next segment
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> so, so, right so right. let's let's move to a, po- a more positive note because you know i don't like that never have i ever got anyway <laughs> uh let's go to center stage tonight to this episode center stage is going to somebody I admire. I'm so super proud of this guy. I'm bringing to the stage Jordan E. Cooper. Um, Jordan E. Cooper is a 26-year-old playwright um, who lives in Brooklyn, uh, New York. He is still very much so in college. Um, and if you are familiar with the Miss Pat show on BET+, he is the creator of that show. Um, so I'm bringing him to center stage because that show is fucking Hilarious. great. It felt like I was watching a live theater show that was split into 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. It, it It's just that amazing. And, you know, I understood it because he does have a background in, in theater and playwriting. So I understood it. That show is so amazing. And the way he was able to link up with Miss Pat, who is a comedian, and really honor her life um, in a very comedic way. And we still, I have not seen a television program on TV that was that great in a long time, especially comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're bringing Jordan E. Cooper to the stage. Keep shining, my brother. Keep working. I'm proud of you. I'm 28, you're 26, so you wow. give me hope. Um, and that's just amazing. So keep shining, my dude, you are awesome yeah um so that's who we were bringing uh to center stage I love it. on today i love it um I love so it. as we move on to the service let's who, who we calling back Child. call me back
3: all right um before we go though jordan if y'all niggas is hiring my email is
0: <laughs> call me back jordan t- just tell me no, i've been ready, for a, ready for a
3: part you know i've been acting since i was in seventh grade but you know i can Pull it up together real quick, but um, and so
0: act the damn fool.
3: <laughs> but that's a show you can act the damn fool. I love Miss Fat; it's an amazing show. Um, so tonight um, it's kind of a twofold thing. Um, oh, so um, all right. <laughs> Whenever he pop
0: his lips, he knows about these <laughs> shit.
3: No, it's it's serious, but it, it's serious. It's, it's 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 serious to me, especially. So my thing is, if you are um with that whole forcing homosexuality on kids narrative, you can definitely call me back on that one. And if you are standing so firm on that narrative that you're not willing to hear um, the plight of a gay, black gay male at that, call me the fuck back. That narrative is crazy to me. And um, I think that it is wild that... um. For so long, you know, the, the gay community has been silenced. And I feel like now that we have a voice and we're boisterous and we're loud and we're not taking shit from nobody no more and we're not going to be silenced, that we're so loud with our voice that people can't take. You can't take, girl. You can't take. And it's okay. And it's okay. But let's not... Push it to the narrative as we're forcing homosexuality on kids because that's that's never the narrative. That's never the case. It's called good parenting. What you should do, (laughs) what you should do is like not never have I ever known a real straight nigga to worry about what the next nigga is doing with his dick parents your children correctly and let them know that you know this is the world that we're living in today there are gay people in the world they exist <laughs> there are transgender people in the world there exists here are the proper pronouns and so then it wouldn't be on the schools to teach them these things because you're doing it at home now me personally i feel like it's good that they're introducing these things to children at a young age because when i for me personally i know i was gay when i was in the second grade i was you know, being promiscuous in the second grade, you know, it's, I'm just a hoe like that, a reformed hoe. But <laughs> a reformed hoe nonetheless, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I was doing shit with niggas in the second grade, so I knew at that young age that what I liked and what I was attracted to, I wish. I went to a school or there was a space for me at that young age to talk to somebody to express how I was, how I was feeling. I wish there was that safe space there for me. So now that they're creating that safe space for children, I love it. I don't think it's forcing homosexuality on kids. It's making these children culturally aware, which you as the parent should already be. Um, and for a black, for y'all niggas, are y'all crusty niggas out there who swear that every gay nigga wants you when that is the it's from the fucking truth we don't even know how to wipe your ass correctly nigga who wants your dingleberry ass anyway I don't, I don't have the fuck time for it i'm sorry i just kind of went on the ramp there for a second but for those niggas wasn't nobody saying that to y'all when y'all was out watching bt uncut was that forcing promiscuity on children when y'all was listening to biggie and other you know rappers that promoted gang violence was that promoting the lifestyle of gang violence to you as a child hmm Make it make sense to me because it's not making any sense. So, yeah, call me the fuck back because until you are willing and able and ready to have a conversation with me to, you know, the conversation where you listen to comprehend, not listen to combat. So you can not I'm not expecting to have sympathy, sympathy, excuse me. I'm not expecting you to have sympathy because you'll never be in my shoes, but at least have empathy to understand what I'm going through. Until you're ready for that type of conversation. Call me the fuck back
0: well and there it is then no I absolutely not everybody (laughs) right I absolutely I absolutely agree um because one of the things that I hate is this this agenda word oh they're they're pushing an agenda and my thing is well you know I came up watching all things straight so you know I know if that was on my tv it was on LaRon's tv so how in the world is if if showing things like that affects a child then why is LaRon not straight hello because he watched the same TV program, <laughs> so you know it, it, it either it works that way or not. So I really want people to stop pushing that agenda word because that agenda word may means that someone is having meetings and maliciously maliciously saying, oh, "I want all kids to be right. gay," or "I want," and then and then even even that um, it, it's insensitive to a different kind of of or a different classification of human and and we're going to talk about this later but um to even say you know they're they're pushing gay on kids what you're really you know promoting is your homophobia yeah, you're, you're, you're because you're you, you, homophobia. you think something is wrong with gay mm-hmm. and you you it's wild to me. It's wild to me that, like LeBron said, you, you can, we can tip drill, we can swipe credit cards through ass cheeks, <laughs> we, can, we can shoot them up, bang, bang, but the moment a man kisses another man, or a woman kissing, well, now they like women kissing women, but as soon as a man kisses um, another man, oh, no, this shit just wild. So, baby, call him back. Jeremy, you want to say something?
1: It's funny that Lauren, this was your choice because I had a student today. So for y'all, for those of y'all that actually watch, I have my nails painted black. And so he saw me doing it and he was like, Mr. Wiley, what are you doing? I said, painting my nails. I said, Is there a problem? He was like, No. And so one of my other students was like, sounds like toxic masculinity to me. And I was like, <laughs> What'd you say, Mariah? That's what I thought. And he said, he was like, Well, no, because, you know, my dad, you know, my grandfather, they raised me a certain way. And I said, and what way is that to be straight? He was like, yeah. But I mean, I said, so hypo- hypothetically, if you were to come out, I said, your dad would kick your ass. He said, but no, but my dad, his, you know, my aunt is gay. I said, there's a difference. Right. And his sister being gay, then his son, mm-hmm. his seed being mm-hmm. gay. Mm hmm. I don't have time to unpack that tonight, but it's just so funny that that's how kids on the other side of the spectrum are looking at it like, well, my dad has, you know, a gay sister. So then if I was gay, then it's okay. When we know that's not the same thing. And toxic masculinity is, how much time y'all got? Because we can Uh, spend all night on that. (laughs) Not that
0: much, but
1: (laughs) But, yeah.
4: Well, I just kind of feel like, I just never really understood so many people being so concerned about someone else's sexuality or like, especially if you're not having sex with them. Um, and we see all the time in church where we get in front of the pulpit or like people get behind there and, you know, like it's cool for everybody to lead praise and worship and, you know, and be on the usher board and do all these things, but it's not cool for them to live their lifestyle. And sometimes it makes me feel like, are you gay? And if you just, just say that. And <laughs> it's and it's cool. Just say that. Just say that. Um, I don't think it's an agenda. I think that we need to move forward to raising our kids to be respectable kids and respectable children, educated children. Yeah. And they're going to choose their lifestyle and their paths. Yeah. Niggas been gay. They've been gay since the Bible days. They're going to be gay until the end of time, until Jesus in the rapture. And we just need to let people do what they do. Unless you're sexing them, if people are being safe, mind your business, mind your parts.
2: Yes. Yeah,
0: hey, that's it. Cause, and that's that's the doggone truth. If if you if you not riding my dick, why are you concerned about who he is? <laughs> Hello. Cause you really want it.
3: If you are not sucking my you? pussy from the back.
0: Wow. Oh.
3: Jesus. Going
4: <laughs> <laughs> up. Nah, you ain't hear that? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you did? <there>. I'm grown.
3: <laughs> Y'all know
0: I gotta say. My it. God.
4: <laughs> Look, don't worry. Don't worry about nothing. Listen, if you not own it don't worry about it. It ain't your so
0: beef. Right. And, 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 and at large, it's just, LaRon touched base on this. It's about representation. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, every kind of human deserves to be seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's just point blank, period. And we really, and this is what I preach as a minister. You cannot preach your disgusts. Just because you're disgusted by something does not mean that that's, you have a right to preach against it mm-hmm. that's just your disgust yeah. um build a bridge get on over it like we are got to move on to the next section um so a lot of shit is happening a lot of shit is happening so more than gay we got a question <laughs> to what the fuck is going on <laughs> <You know? laughs> so i was scrolling the internet i gotta take my glasses off of this because i was scrolling and that's this story that really disturbed me so this, this story about this, you know, the, there's an age discrepancy. So some, some reports are saying he's 36. Some reports are saying he's 44. Some are saying he's 56. At the end of the day, he's just too damn old for this kind of thing. This too damn old man has married his goddaughter.
3: Disgusting.
0: So, so you know, three years ago, no, four years ago, because that would mean she's... she's 18 now um you know he, he made a post on Facebook talking about hey my goddaughter has run away she's missing and yada yada blah 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 well here we are in 2021 and they married that's disgusting they, they're married I really think it's really sick of men and women. To prey on children, and this is why you have to be very careful about who the fuck you got around your Absolutely. kids. Absolutely, because you and you got to really pay attention to what people are saying about your kids. Oh, he gonna grow up. To, he gonna grow up and chase hearts. You he, know, he gonna grow up and break hearts. She gonna be. She gonna be tough when she don't say that about my fucking kid because I'm gonna pop you in your fucking throat. You know, and and I speak so harshly about this because I was a kid who was molested from five to thirteen. Mm-hmm. It is fucking sick yeah. to look at a child and have any kind of sexual thought about them. Absolutely, that is disgusting. And I don't care how you want to. I don't care what letter you want to call that. I. That's one of the ones I'm never going to support because you've been watching, and it's it's very predatory. Mm-hmm. You've been watching this child grow up and develop and you've been waiting Mm -hmm. and you've been it's oh Oh, it disturbs me it vexes me because you've built this trust with this kid all of this time and then you come around and try to date them and now you're screwing them who i think sir whoever you are you are fucking disgusting, and there's whistling just Johnson. Tell Nikki, give it. There's a special place in hell a for a people for a bitch like you, because <laughs> that's disgusting.
3: Yes, absolutely. And um, I like when I saw this. Um, it it really because everybody that know me know that I've a got baby Emma O'Leary Johnson. That is my baby, and t- to think of when my cousin, my sister cousin, gave me the honor of. Being her godfather, in my head, especially since her her biological father isn't around at the moment, my in my head my mindset immediately went to protect her father, and for somebody who was supposed to be a godfather, to that's where their mindset is supposed to be. Do this to their god daughter is. Absolutely, be on me and discuss. Like when I saw that, I wanted to throw. I got mad. I want to throw up. Uh, I was like, because how can you, but-, but, for me, and then for me, like you said, Josh, it, it, he was predatory. <laughs> he was preying on this poor young girl. And how dare you take advantage of her like that? Because her, she's so young. She's looking to you as maybe her father wasn't around. Maybe she's looking to you as her father, what a father figure is supposed to be, and you perverted that. That is sick. That's sick.
1: I have a question. Could the same thing be said about people who date younger? And what I mean by that is I ain't saying like, you know, like I'm 33 and I date somebody who's 32. I'm talking about I'm 33 and I'm dating somebody who's 20, 21. And it's not to look at it in a way of like predatory, but it's in a way to look at them like, oh, you're younger. So I can take advantage of you Mm. emotionally physically, verbally, spiritually, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like there's, I don't know what it is about people. Cause like, I know as an educator, a black educator, I have to be mindful of my relationships with my students and, you know, what it looks like, or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I never, I'm never in a room with a girl or even a, a guy student with the door closed by ourselves, just because that doesn't look Good, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's it creeps me out to think that you know I didn't even know this happened, but to think that somebody's like literally praying over that's just yeah, I'm I'm done, that's disgusting. Her godfather.
0: her godfather go
4: ahead Shil. i think it comes down to grooming right and that's like the actual term of it is is grooming and a lot of times a lot of people just want to put it on men and i'm just definitely going to say that there are a lot of grown women who do that as well Yeah. um you would never well actually you would believe when you hear stories of a lot of um of males who have lost their virginity a lot of times it's to an older woman and it's a badge of honor when it's really like no like you were groomed like you were kind of robbed of an experience of just you know like really just being your age um and to your point jeremy as far as like people who date significantly younger younger it's a control factor Mm -hmm. it's it's definitely like I'm in a different place in my life and you haven't gotten there yet. So I can go ahead and guide you, but I can give you the security that you need. And if you think about a lot of us in our early twenties, what do we want? Stability, security. And it's like, Oh, you can give me that. Okay, cool. Um, And I was actually in that situation. I was dating somebody 12 years, my senior. And it was, it was very, very interesting because I was like, Wait, I like my independence just a little bit too much for some of the things that you're asking of me, like not going out or not doing this, not doing that. It's like they want the complete control. And I wouldn't call that uh pedophilia but it's it's still predatory in a way because it's like you're preying on somebody who is not at the same level that you are um so it 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 all comes down to grooming for me personally
0: yeah i i really i really have a problem with this and i had a problem with it for a long time because you know i went to i went to a a high school in the hood and it was kind of almost the thing you know where the fine substitute male teacher you know, is linking up with the popular girl, and you know, it's. Mm-hmm. I think it's just really sick. And 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 this is and this is this is my beef with church, with society in general. They always put it on the woman and say, "Well, she's fine," or she's yeah. she she's she, she's built for her age. Grow the fuck up, mm-hmm. or she's making, yes. or she's or she's being fast. At the end of the day, that is a child who lives at home with their parents. If if if. If they don't have their own place and this, no shade to anybody who got a roommate and whatever, blah, blah, blah. But if they ain't got no place for you and paying their own bills and what you need to leave them the fuck alone, because at the end of the day, what is it? And you have to really ask yourself this. What is it in them that you're really attracted to? Because fine bodies are a dime a dozen. You can find that on every corner or whatever. Mm -hmm. But to go after and, and, and y'all, we keep saying the same word. It's predatory, mm-hmm. and this is what I say on every face of the coin. I don't support predatory behavior on any level. Mm-hmm. Anytime you're you're sitting back. Waiting in the shadows, watching people's move, trying to figure stuff out, so you can, so you can. That is predatory, and you are a monster. I want you to know that, and I mean that from the depths. I pulled that from my scrotum. You are a monster. Yeah, you are a monster, and you need help. You need psychological help because. Um, That's not love. And and most times they coerce the mind of younger people to feel like, oh, this is love. Mm -hmm. That is not love. You are being taken advantage of. Again, being that I was molested from ages 5 to 13, it was implanted in my head that this was my fault or that because it happened so often and so many times that it was something i wanted that is the furthest thing from the truth and this it, it is one of the reasons i didn't talk about it until i was at least 21 years old i'm 28 i'm 28 now so that was 7 years ago when i first mentioned it so you know to struggle from 13 to 21 of okay i'm not going to say that because you know maybe i did want it oh. maybe no 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 it is sick and I, I I, really don't have words that are nice for it um, because it, it's, it's predatory. It is predatory. Absolutely. And predators belong in the wild and predators need to be locked up. Absolutely. Because that is
3: disgusting. Absolutely. I'm 100% agree. Disgusting. Mm-hmm. Dis-
0: so, yeah, that, that was that. The other story I, I saw was heartbreaking. Um, so the Kenyan Olympic uh, runner, one of, one of them, she was stabbed 25 times to her death Mm. by her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Now, and this is where y'all really have to help me because this is going to come off harsh and, you know, I don't mean that. So hear my heart. I've never been in in that form of an abusive relationship because again if you hit me you're going to die. I don't I don't I don't do that. So I but but I have a sister, I have two sisters who have gone through that. And you know, I walked I walked them through that journey and I understand that it's a psychological thing that you know you feel like you you're not worthy or you feel like that's what you have to accept and you feel like you can't get out. But if if you're listening to me and you're in anything that's abusive Please get out. You can send me, baby. I will get on a plane to come whoop a niggas ass. Do not feel like you yeah, have to stay true. in that. But and this is this is one of the things I had one of the hardest things I had to tell my sister because this she was getting hit on by somebody who ain't have no job. And it's always the niggas, it's always the motherfuckers who ain't got no job mm. who ain't got shit going for themselves. Mm. They want to hit on somebody. Baby, you go hit on. You go hit a pen to a piece of paper. <laughs>
2: go
0: and hit a, a job, job application, application, my baby. Yeah. <laughs> You, you go you go punch a damn clock. Don't punch nobody else. You go punch a damn clock. Right. So my sister my sister is I'm in college. My sister calls. My mama's calling me crying like Josh that boy gonna kill her. He gonna kill her. So I'm driving. I was living in Austin at the time. I'm driving four hours back to Dallas to come whoop a nigga ass. And you know. Do to do, do, do. I told the nigga, I said, listen, you touch my sister again. I said, you don't know the kind of fool I am. You think because I'm in church and you think because I'm saving, I speak in tongues that I ain't ignorant. <laughs> I'm ignorant. You will pop your trunk and your harsh. Your whole shit will blow. Up. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> do not fuck with me. So I'm driving, doing all this fighting and stuff. And then I, I checked her. I said, listen, I'm not about to ke- keep getting in this car, coming all the way down here to beat this nigga's ass. And then you run back to him. <laughs> Because yeah. I'm jeopardizing my freedom at this point, yeah. and if you're not going to choose you, then I can't choose you for you. And that's, that's why I said it, it might sound harsh, but at the end, of the, please, we talked about this last episode, please love you and choose you. You do not have to stay in that. Ain't no ain't no maledict that good, ain't no pussy that good, ain't nothing that good to treat, to, to, to stay in something like that. Come on, because I know
4: it's, it's twofold. It's twofold. I totally understand what you're saying. It's a very touchy subject for me for several reasons. Um, but I think that one of the common misconceptions of victims of, uh, domestic violence and abuse is that they don't love themselves. That can be, that's like the furthest from the truth. Um, when you lose your mind, you know what I'm saying? Think about people who go through depression, like just because you're going through depression, do you not love yourself? It's like, no, your mental state is incapacitated, like you're gone. When somebody can learn to control your mind and manipulate you in such a way, um, it's really hard to really think for yourself. And also, if you look at statistics, I don't know them uh verbatim so I'm not going to quote any numbers but there are a lot of people who it's more so a lot of people who try to leave but nine times out of ten when they try to leave they're hurt even worse or they're killed or sometimes if you have a whole family like are you going to leave your kids and you just go or is everybody going to die like it's so many different factors and abuse is not just limited to um, physical, it can be mental, it can be emotional. And most times before it even terms physical, it is mental and it is emotional. And it's a lot of people who don't know around you. And like, you know, it's it's very easy to mask a lot of things um, when you are being abused. And I just think that it's something that we have to talk deeper about as a community of of what abuse actually looks like so that we're able to really help people get out because most victims of abuse want to leave. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to sit and be abused. Nobody wants to sit and be mistreated or nobody wants to sit and be embarrassed or nobody wants to look in the mirror and see like, dang, I didn't lost myself. There's not a person that I personally know who has been through abuse. And I've also lost some people due to things that like a lot of a lot of people didn't even know what was really happening um but you don't you don't always want your family and your friends to see you going through such a way when you're one person and in in this house you know you're you're subject to something that's totally different than what you grew up with and et cetera. Um, and even when you involve people, sometimes that can be scary because your consequences can be even worse. Like it's, I just don't think that it's black and white or cut and dry. And I think it's always going to be a tricky subject. I totally understand where you're coming from, but I mean, just from my personal experience, it's it's really not that easy. And like truly to any survivor out there, like, thank God that you made it through and through anybody like to anybody that is still going through I pray that the grace of God like really just gives you the strength and like and makes a way out for you because I know like if God can do it for people like me and other people that I know yeah. it is very very possible that you can make it out of your situation yeah and
0: I and I pray I pray that God gives y'all the strength to call me because I okay. actually like fighting
3: love it call me please
0: Call, call me. Listen, I me. always choose violence. Want, I always. If you want to fight somebody, fight me. <laughs> Ooh, especially after the the two years I've had, <laughs> fight me. You you fight. Fight. So come with my ass. Built up. built up, it's built up. Baby, come with my ass. <laughs> saying, you
4: know, sometimes they really it, they, but sometimes it's not always people that they choose that are weak. They find a weak trait in it because you have people who are straight up fighters who will literally like go to blows with anybody and then you like you let such and such talk to you like what you letting them do it? And, and and it's it's really like it's really a mind game
0: it's mm-hmm. crazy yeah it is definitely mind game Jeremy you had something to
1: say yeah um I talked about it a little bit last week um but I want to reiterate because I think it's very important is that don't get so comfortable with hurt that you lose value of who you are yeah And I think I have a friend and I hope she's listening. I'm about to tell you your business. Um, You know, you have those friends and like when you have intuition and discernment about people and personalities and you just like, yeah, nah. Like she met a guy. They got into a relationship. She expressed like problems they were having. Next thing you know, they're engaged. And I was like. Blank, do not marry that man. Do not do it. I said, I ain't hating. I said, from the depths of my soul, do not marry that man. She did anyway. Fast forward, verbal abuse, physical abuse. And I said, why did you stay? Because I didn't want to be alone. Hmm. And it broke my heart because it's like, I would rather be alone and miserable than being in something and I'm getting my ass beat or, you know, any, and I don't, you know, there are other forms of abuse i've been emotionally abused you know plenty of times and i didn't realize it until i left that situation even like a couple years ago why don't say last year you know i was in a kind of an emotional yeah abusive relationship or situationship or whatever the fuck it was um so yeah i just i just want to stress that like it's definitely, yeah, definitely not as easy as it seems. I've, You know, I don't have experience with being physically abused, but um, it starts with us and we have to value ourselves, you know, so much more than, you know, because, I mean, nobody else at the end of the day, all we have is ourselves. That's it. You know, so that's it.
0: Yeah. And I, I, I definitely get it because even even me, I ain't nobody put their hands on me but i've I've been I've been pulled through the ringer and you know led astray and and because and and this is this is my heart especially when people love from a genuine place they're they're typically the victims of this kind of thing. Like my sisters, my sisters have big hearts. We all have big hearts. And, you know, you kind of feel obligated to fix people or fix or change people, or you you feel obligated to commit to a hope that, you know, maybe they're going to change and it won't always be like this. Baby, fuck that. Fuck that! Y'all been y'all been throwing all these red flags around social media like it's a fucking carnival, uh-huh. baby. The flag, red flag, are the red flag, red flag. It's a red it, baby. The flag is as red as uh, LaRon's fedora <laughs> right now, baby. Get the fuck out, okay. <laughs> um and and, you know we will we will this season we will talk deeper about that because i i do want to investigate that and i do want to i i we can bring people on that have been victims of that um because it's something that i really want to understand so that i can show compassion for instead of just having an opinion or a perspective about it Mm -hmm. so um that's good so any uh Real quick, any other topics? Any other shit that's been going on? Well, I was about
3: to say the red flags have been flagging.
0: How did that start? Y'all want to go to the fair. No, to but say can this. I read some of my favorites?
2: <laughs> oh God! Okay,
1: go
3: ahead. <laughs> um, my car in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> can I? Can you cash at me ten dollars and I pay you back next Friday?
0: Oh, let's stay right there. Let's stay right there. Cause, cause what? Cause if you gonna have it tonight, why the fuck you just can't wait to do what you gonna do tonight? Cash, have me twenty dollars until tonight. I, I'm gonna get it back tonight. Well, just wait till you get it back tonight.
4: No, it'd be those like, can you give me five dollars?
0: It's Like, what? what yeah, what's she you need you need five dollars
3: for? That's the right. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you
0: can't even. You can't even buy a bag of chips for that.
3: What's she the five dollars
0: for? <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Let me call you right back. That's my mama. <laughs> Use that one.
0: That's the that's the biggest lie. A lot of people are going to hell just for that. I'm gonna call you back. With that way.
3: <laughs> when you know that man gay, but you still let him propose
0: <laughs> church, the church. I, I have something to say about that. And we're we gonna have to make this a topic, too, because because <laughs> I agree. But at the same time, I disagree because you we just don't know the context of people's relationships. We don't know what kind of deal that they have worked out. Hell, but maybe both of them, both of their asses is gay and they just don't want to live in their truth. So, you know, it's a different perspective. And it's, you know, it's not to say that everybody, you know, just because you know somebody gay and he married somebody, it's not to say that he that they're, they're being deceptive in, in that kind of way. I think that's, that, that's the issue that I have. Everybody's not always deceptive. Now, there's some people who align about who they are, and you baby, they, they on like a cat from Clifford to Garfield. What? Clifford? I thought Clifford was a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Cl- baby, <laughs> I said what the fuck I said. <laughs> the way LaRam Le- no.
4: Le- was no. saying like this that she was talking
3: like. <laughs> no, because, here, because Here's my thing. Okay. Oh. And I and I've I've said I've I've said this on last season. If you gay, you always, won. I'm sorry, you're gay. You may not choose to live the lifestyle of being gay, but at the end of the day, you still like dick. You still like boy pussy. You're gay. You know what I'm saying? So, but my, and and my thing is like, if you know that, if if you know that you're not done, that I think that particular post was geared, geared some more of the people or the men who are marrying these women as a beard or trying to save face. Cover girls, uh, exactly. But and it, that that's dishonoring your marriage vows. <laughs> that's dishonoring <laughs> your wife and it's dishonoring yourself because you're not you're, you're living that life is not serving yourself you're not you're not ever going to be happy so just go ahead and living your truth let the let the flag fly girl it's okay we love you
1: keep it pushing <laughs>
2: we all wanna be loved.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> all of you all of you
2: <laughs>
0: no, not now that I agree with anything that's anything that's done it outside of truth. I don't support. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you can be gay, bi, straight, whatever the case. J- just be honest. Just, just be true. Honest. Because ain't nobody got time to be doing. And that's why I'm single right the fuck now. Because don't lie to oh me. Because I get real ignorant when you start doing all that line cuz I'm the last person you got a lie to baby I'm I'm literally the most understanding person there is now I'm going to say what I'm going to say to you <laughs> and I'm going to cuss you out but at the end of the day it's going to be understanding it. wrapped up in, it. Something in the middle. something in the middle and it's called understanding it's uh, it's called understanding oh my yeah. god I'll crack it up okay so speaking of understanding cuz we got to move on let, let, let's let let's 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 talk about our main topic so so um September of this year, a show came onto the picture on Netflix, and it has become Netflix Netflix's highest, most viewed show ever. I didn't know that. It is something, it is a show that when you turn on, now you got to get past, you got to get to the red light, green light game. Because up until that point, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm texting, blah, blah, blah. But when it, spoiler alert. So if you ain't seen it, whatever, spoiler alert. When she said green light and they went and she said red light and people like will stop it. And you just heard, pow, pow, pow. And these people are getting shot. Mm. What? It is one of those things that that's so, t- you feel toxic watching it. because it's <laughs> like, Why can't I stop watching this show? You get invested really quick. Um, so the show that we're talking about is called Squid Game. It's not called Squid Games. We're going to title this show Squid Games, Squid Games because we, we're black and we put <laughs> an S on it. Targets, Walmart, Walmart. Everything <laughs> got an S the on it. Sonic. Sonic. <laughs> <sighs> so um, but this but this game is really the crux. I mean, this the show is really the crux of our conversation tonight, because in watching it, you see these people who go through this, these inhumane things and they're ready to get out of it mm-hmm. but then money comes into the picture and the people that were like oh no this is inhumane when they see how much money they will they could possibly make by winning their sense of morale goes out of the window and it really becomes a dog-eat-dog world it becomes the fucking circle of life Like, I don't care who the fuck lives, who the fuck dies. I just know I want the things. Mm -hmm. So what we want to talk about in this episode, building on top of, you know, self-love, what we talked about last week is this sense of superiority, classism and elitism. Mm -hmm. I personally believe that those things are the downfall of not just the community, but the human race all together. So how we feel about, it? how we feel about that? Who want to start? Okay, I'll start. <laughs> because, because I'm really passionate about this. And, and my passion from this really came from church. I'm, 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 I'm a church boy at heart. I love church. And it breaks my heart And Shell brought this up earlier. It breaks my heart to to see ministers and people get behind podiums and pulpits and preach their agenda. Again, I said this last week, and this is what I'm always going to preach because this is what Jesus preached. And and a lot of people are turned off by Christianity because of the foolishness that's that's going on. Um, Jesus said this. Here are your two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul and love your neighbor as you love yourself. He says out of his mouth.
2: mouth.
0: In these two things are all of the commandments fulfilled. So people get up and I love my pastor for this because me and my pastor talk all the time and she's like, Josh, I'm so sick of people getting up, preaching homosexuality like it's the only thing that's out there they're preaching against homosexuality, but they sleeping with everybody else's wife. Mm-hmm. They cheating on their taxes. Mm-hmm. They lying. They, they, you know, she said, she, what she says is we all have suffering. She says and the only, the only sin that is greater is to blaspheme against the Holy Ghost. That's the only sin that Jesus said, no, we're not going to forgive that. One. Mm-hmm. Everything else in all sin is weighted the same, but we we people in the church, I'm not going to include myself in that. Cause I was about to say we in the church. No, not, not we <laughs> them in the church, them niggas, they, them niggas, the ain't <laughs> say, well, because you do something that I don't like, it carries more weight to God. And that's where, that's where people really fuck up. And so, so I'm going, I'm going to be extremely honest here. So my, I think we all know my situation about my mom and my, my father. so, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call a thing a thing. My mom lied to me for 25 years about who my father was. I remember being in college. Um, I was I was home for summer break, and my mom texts my phone at 4 a.m. and she said, "Josh, are you gay?" And I said, "I said, huh?" And she, now my mom. Kn- this last year, she admitted to my sister that she had walked in on one of my cousins, you know, molesting me or inappropriately kissing me or whatever, and she didn't do anything about it. So I felt disrespected that you're going to ask me if I'm gay because, you know, that's that's the current news in sports. Um, but you 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 can't ask me, am I OK? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because in your mind. Everything is er, my uncle said this to me. He said, you know, and I said, no, I said this to him. I said, so it's it, it it's okay for me to be a church hoe where I'm slanging dick all to across across the sanctuaries and all the churches we fellowship with, mm. as long as it's a girl, it's okay. But if if I just so happen to be gay, it's a problem. Mm. How does that make sense? Make it make sense. So I, I, I put it all on the table. I said, Mom i said i'm I'm never going to lie to you i said i've had I, I've had plenty of gay experiences. I really have i said, but let's let's talk about how I got there. Let's talk about how I got there. I said I was molested from ages five to thirteen. Everybody since I could walk has called me gay um I said I've done a lot of things. I said, I was stripping in college. I said, I was damn near escort. I had a porn contract that was offered to me that I almost took because the money looked good. And I said, but I didn't take it because I I, I was more concerned about how it would represent the family. I said, I've done a lot of things. I said, but what is it about that that makes you so uncomfortable? And the the truth of the matter is because it's a disgust to them. And, and I brought that up to, to, cause we we had our meeting last, week, last year. And I said, cause it came up again. And I said, so what you're saying to me is my mother lied to me for 25 years, but because y'all know her intent, it's okay. But the thought of me being with another man automatically makes me disposable. Mm. I said, if sin is going to be sin, y'all excused her for 25 years. Let her sing, let her prophesy, let her her preach, let her do all this stuff for 25 years. And y'all knew she was lying to me about who my father was. But you say out of your mouth, oh, we're not going to let anybody that's gay sing. We're not going to let anybody that's gay do anything in the church. Mm -hmm. What is it? So I, I brought all that to say, we we've adopted, they've adopted in church, this level of, of superiority, uh, super superiority
2: mm-hmm.
0: and classism that says, Oh, well you do that. So there's, there's this section of hell for you, or you do that. So I'm really writing a book called Roots and it's, I, I call it the psychology behind our favorite sins, because it it doesn't mean anything for, for you to call out my sin. Hell, I know what my sin is.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: If you can't if you can't diagnose my root, shut the fuck up talking to mm-hmm.
4: me. Look, child, call me back. Child, call <laughs> me.
0: Back. As a matter of fact, don't call me at all. Mm-hmm. So 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 where so and this is just a question, just to keep conversation going. Where do you all think this this idea of classism and superiority started?
1: I think it's generational,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because you know, like me growing up, I grew up and my my school was predominantly white, but my friends that are white and their parents, like we were cool, like we got along. There was there was never a sense, at least that I can remember, of you know racism. But then as I got as I've gotten older. And like, again, being in education and the things that I hear and the parents that I see and the things that they do. And, the, and like my first year, last year, I had parents look at me like, what are you doing here? You don't look qualified to be walking in that building. Baby, I can pull my resume because I guarantee you what I've done is more than you ever do. The places that I've been is more than you'll ever go.
4: And that's on period. Huh.
1: And that's on period. So it's because I've wanted the same thing racism has been around for so long why it's a learned behavior mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. it's not a it's not a disease you don't you know oh my child was born with you know racism no you <laughs> taught them that <laughs> you taught them that person looks different from you and you're better than them and i literally i hope he's listening i had a conversation with my old tennis captain about this cuz i posted on my facebook i said black people I don't think I talked about this in the podcast last year. Black people cannot be racist. We can be discrimin- you know, discriminatory for sure, but we cannot be racist because racism was created against the oppressed. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm the oppressed. You're the oppressed. We're never going to be the oppressor because, again, it's a generational thing. Right. So it's 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 something that starts in the household. And then they take it and they teach their kids the same thing. So it's just an ongoing cycle.
0: Yeah. And I agree because from from one household and from one household, we get a community. Mm -hmm. You you get somebody who says, "Okay, we believe this. Okay, well, this household says, oh, well, we're going to come together in conjunction with you to believe the same thing. And you have more. And so it, it does start. At, at at the foundation of home mm-hmm. somebody said no we're better than them somebody mm-hmm. said oh i agree with that then another person said oh yeah i agree with that too and so you right. have this collective mm-hmm. culture or community that says are oh, we better than them mm-hmm. go ahead Chef.
4: no i speaking to your point like we're getting into the elitism um i think a lot of that like goes back to um slavery if we're honest you know in the house versus being on the field or being free versus still being a slave or being in the north versus being in the south um and then we we just kind of get to this place where it's like you know how you speak you know um do you use vernacular like what's your vernacular like um do you go to public school versus private school? Do you go to school in the suburbs versus going to schools in the hood? I just think that, especially as a community, um, and of course, it's a whole societal problem, but I think it's really, really big in our community yes. specifically yes. because it's like, OK, white is right. So let me send my kids to like a white school because they're going to get a better education, which is not always the truth, right? So I grew up in Detroit public schools. I wasn't Black enough for a lot of my friends. But then I go to Michigan State, which is a PWI. I'm too hood for the major that I'm at, a jazz studies major. And take that jazz. And I'm one of the only Black (laughs) students in my major for a, a genre that we created as people. But it's like you you get to that level of elitism where you feel like, and I feel like some of our parents thought that they were doing, like they did the best that they could, right? They thought that this was going to be the best for us. And as we're getting older, we're starting to see, was it really the best for me? Or was it really just trying to be elite? Because you have this cycle of elitism that now you're like, I don't want to stay around these niggas. Let me move over here with the white people. But it's like, okay, but the white people don't want you over there either. So it is kind of like a clash between elitism and classism, because if you're not going to stay with the white people, you want to stay with the uppity niggas who now we're back in classism. It's just a revolving fucking door where it's like, how do, how do like, how do we move forward?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, i'm I'm gonna come back to you, jeremy, but you you just touched something that's one of my points. We become the thing that offends us a lot of times. um and you brought up slavery. I because I, I, I it's very interesting to me how we came out of slavery. We were oppressed. everybody was oppressed, men and women. We come out of slavery, and then the black men become the the black woman's oppressor. And it's just like, no, I'm better than you. So Mm -hmm. you, and and, and this happened in the, you know, there, last year there was a, a black church documentary. And it, you know, it was interesting to see how, you know, blacks couldn't, blacks didn't have position in white churches. And then we, we move and create our own church. And then we say, well, black men are superior here. Um, Black men are the only ones that can stand in the pulpit. Mm-hmm. Um, if a woman has anything to say, she has to stand at a lower space than a man. Um, we created this this narrative of, okay, it happened to me, so I have the right to do it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. I hate it. I was actually on my way to go beat somebody's ass, and the Lord said to oh me, God. I promise you, the Lord, be, the Lord be getting me together at the <laughs> wrong times because I was lacing my, my forces up. I was lacing them up. I was about to go put this size 11 in the, the ass. All black yeah. they, all, they want say all black. No, they was white. Oh, no, no, no. I wouldn't ass unless you were all
3: black forces.
0: No, 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 no. I you left the black like ones in foot. the hood because, you know, I do live in a white neighborhood now. So I left the black ones in the hood. Um, so Look, this name I was is uppity. Right. So I, mean, I, I believe had I had on my black forces, I wouldn't have heard the Lord. But I heard the Lord. <laughs> and the Lord said, the Lord really said to me, he said, Josh, don't become what offended you. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I don't want to hear that right now going on, but I don't want to hear that. He kept saying, don't become what offended you. And I really had to sit back with that thing because for me to go do that, I would be guilty of the same offense.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And how dare I say I want punishment for them, but because I feel like I have a reason and because I feel like I'm justified. Well, I want my behavior, although it's the same to be justified. And that's the same way. I, I look scrolling Twitter on a day-to-day basis. My God, you see elitism and classism and all this mm-hmm. stuff because people are like, well, I fly American. Well, I fly Delta. Delta God forbid you, God forbid you fly spirit. Oh, baby. Coldplay. I mean, I would never fly spirit, but that's just my personal preference. But it's just <laughs> it's just <laughs> we we the root of all this, the common denominator, I should say. Is division. Mm-hmm. It, it it perpetuates division. And we we, you know, I think about Black Lives Matters, and then you know, we couldn't, we couldn't be focused on George Floyd or Black Lives Matter, because then here come by here comes somebody say, Well, what about the gay people that's dying? And it's not that we turn a, a, a blind ear to it, it's just we have to be human first. Regardless of the labels or the titles or the classifications we place on people, at the end of the day, every damn body on this earth and whoever's on another planet is human. We are human.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And until we understand that we are human first, I don't, I, it breaks my heart to see how, how, how divided the human race is to to be able to look regardless of skin color to be able to look at somebody get murdered just for being who they are and turn a blind eye to it that's disgusting to me whether i know you or not mm-hmm. if 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 injustice has happened to you my heart breaks for you and your family absolutely because i see you as a human mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and it, it, it's it's wow. Lauren, you had something to say. And then Jeremy, I'm coming, I'm coming um,
3: to you. I mean, I really I I feel like everybody said what I wanted to say. <laughs> but um as far as um class system goes, like I really feel like um I can't speak on you know what white people go through because I'm a nigga. So I can only speak on, you know what I'm saying? I, I can only speak on the nigga experience that I experience. And there is I, I like you guys have said, like I feel like black on black classism is kind of engraved or embedded in the DNA of our culture like shell said like it started with slavery with the free with the free slaves versus the not free slaves with the free people versus the slaves or the house slaves versus the um niggas that was on the field you know what I'm saying with, with with the um ones that were in a house of course they had more access to better education you know what I'm saying like like cuz their house masters wanted them to learn because it, it, it made them feel like they'll have a better functioning house which caused which created uh lights, you know, the intermingling of the master having sex relations with the house slave. And then here comes the light, our beautiful light-skinned brothers and sisters. Um, and then I feel like that's, um, caused that caused colorism. And then, but, um, I feel like that was a precipice of it. But then when, but then when, um, there started being an organization's birth, I think it was, um, Boulay, Sigma Pi Pi. Um, which was yeah. like, um, which was only uh, for the uh, black people that were in this upper class. It was not afforded to the people that are in the lower class. Same thing, like, mm-hmm. um, I think it was called the Jack and Jill, um, which uh, the housewives of the upper class, um, black folk, they started that so their all their children can play together, so they wouldn't associate with the lower black poor families, but they will only, you know, be around and cultural relationships with each other. Like it all started there, and even with like you said, not just um men feeling superior to women, but even, um, I mean, those, like, I'm not, you know, tw- years ago when, um, uh, you know, when there were, when we were forming our, forming our own churches, it was a colorist thing as well, because if you were not, if you didn't pass the vein test, if you didn't pass the paper bag, uh, the, uh, paper bag test, you wasn't allowed to go to that church. You had to go to where the the pole niggas went you know what I'm saying so I feel like it, ha- it has been a cycle and it has uh, but I feel like the the best way for us to break that cycle is to truly educate ourselves educate ourselves on a history and how classism in our community started and not and not and not um perpetuate that or, or be like you know and when we do get to um when we do all make it because I believe you all gonna make it one day when we do get to that level of making millions and you know, being in the upper class of you know where we are where we're supposed to be, don't perpetuate that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Bill Cosby did talking about some uh niggas not getting jobs job because they're wearing baggy <laughs> pants. Excuse me? <laughs> you know, so like 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 they're not afforded opportunities because of the way they, you know, the way they dress or you know what I'm saying? He just perpetuated a lot. You were trash for that. But I feel like once we educate ourselves truly. Um, and really looking because to be honest with you, like before this episode, I was like, well, when is classes, um, ah, but then when I started like doing research and I was like, wow, like how deeply embedded it has been into the DNA of our culture is crazy. It was like, like really mind blowing and heartbreaking, but it's really us up to us to, uh, to educate ourselves and not perpetuate that, that mentality that was, that was kind of, uh, given to us from
1: slavery, honestly. Yeah. Um, come on, Jerry. Um, yeah, it well, was something that Shell. Uh, you said something that you went to a. You said you went to a white college, right? Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it made me think. Like coming from a sports standpoint, when you look at the NBA, the majority of what you see is niggas, You know.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and then we got tennis. We got the Serena. We got the Venus. We got the Naomi Osaka's. We have to be careful not to become victims of that. Because what I'm finding is, especially in college, these white coaches are maximizing on black players
0: mm-hmm. and
1: they've gotten so good at it that they pitch it to you like, oh, we want you. When really it's like, no, we want you because you're black. Right. And we got to make sure that we keep it. You know, we, we keep somebody of color. And I, I it's it just like I think about Nick Saban, you know. He's probably the most successful college coach of all time, but the majority of his team has been black. And all I can hear him say is we got to get some more niggers on our team. That's just what I hear. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's just what I hear because the redneck hillbilly coaches, like that's what they go for. Like, so we have to be, so parents, if you're listening and you have a child who wants to play football or whatever, ask the coach, how many players of color on your team? And that will let you know, because if there are none, there's a problem with that. That's all I got. And,
0: and, and it's I see sports as a modern day slavery type of thing.
1: Absolutely. It is mm-hmm.
0: because they, they scout you out. They're like, oh, you have the perfect build. You, and, and mm-hmm. it, it is even trinkled down to um, our parents and our aunts and uncles. And it's just like, oh, he's tall. He's going to play basketball. Yep. You ain't even asked me what I want to do. You just automatically thrown, you you thrown me into um, this, this identity that you have for me. And you haven't even consulted me about it. Um, And, and that was, that was one of my struggles coming up as a kid. It was, I, I was on a football team for two days and that was flag football. My mama saw a kid get hit and she was like, no, not my baby. Um, I played basketball in the hood, 25 and all that stuff but I was never, even to this day, I'm really not into sports. Like I watch it. Like I'm more into basketball than anything. I watch it because I understand the game. Um, and I'm competitive and I like talking trash, but I was never the sports. I was always Josh, the performer. I was always somewhere (laughs) making somebody laugh, imitating somebody. And I was ridiculed a lot of times because I didn't, Fit the black boy mode. Well, black boys aren't in theater. Why you? Why you want to go act? That's that's stuff women do, and you know it's it's this categorization of who do who does what, and and, you know gender roles and all this stuff. It's just all these things that we perpetuate, as as Lauren said, we perpetuate, you know. And I don't even think it's malicious at this point. I just think it's just embedded in us to perpetuate yeah. these things. And until we come into the knowledge and the awareness that this is what we're doing, um, we're, we're going to see those same cycles perpetuated. I remember being a kid and saying, because I've always known I'm going to be a celebrity. I've always known it. I, but I've always had a, I, my, my grounding in that was I've always said since nine, I'm going to be a different kind of celebrity because I never liked walking in and being the most important pe- person in the room. Mm-hmm. I absolutely hate this at churches where somebody who thinks they're important, uh, please, everybody stand as we, as this person. Okay. No, no, no. Either this is going to be about Jesus or it's not going to be about nobody at all. Cause that's just another nigga or that's another woman. <laughs> and you know, I respect them. I honor them. I honored the grace on their lives, but why, why are we standing up for somebody walking in the room? Why, why, why don't they have, why, why do they get to sit in the back office while everybody else is worshiping and then come in when it's time for them to get the mic? And, you know, mm. then we done shouted 50, 11 times already. Now you didn't got a mic in your hand and you want us to shout again. No, baby, I'm going to sit my ass down because I've already <laughs> shouted. And had you been out here regular with the rest of us, you would have been here in praise too. I just, I do not like division. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Shep.
4: No, I was I actually, like, partially to your point, just going back to Squid Game and, like, um, the part of them really knowing, like, damn, it's really fucked up what's going on. People are getting, like, imagine just, like, somebody, like, all right, Squid Game, play space, and then you renege, and it's, like... Boom, ah, boom. you at home like well,
0: actually that does happen because that, does, you, you that are does. out of here you
4: no, but like just but just imagine like some of the games that we used to play in childhood and like one wrong movie you get out the game and like you're actually dead yeah. essentially that's what squid game is right but everybody was able to see it and they're looking at the blood and they're like crying every single episode like how much more are you gonna do to us but like every single episode you have the people telling them We never told y'all y'all had to stay here. What happens was when they see the money drop, it's like, all right, we gotta stay in this thing for real. And it just makes me think of the question: How much are we willing to do for money? Because truly, that's really what Squid Game boils down to. And for everyone who wants to say that we're toxic for watching it, welcome to fucking America and the capitalistic country that we fucking live in. Because truly, Squid Game is the usa no sir and absolutely
0: there. and 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 you bring you bring an interesting point what will we you know i i love the bible and we're gonna we're gonna talk about the bible because you know we we're gonna have a, a episode about what we really believe what the bible the bible has this principle in it and it says it's not money that that's evil. Oh. It's the love of money. Yeah. And people misquote that and they think you can't have nice things and you can't have money. No, it's the love of money. What will you really do for a coin? And that, you know, and, and, and bringing up Squid Games, you bring up an interesting point, And this this triggered me, this whole idea of black on black crime. If you if 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 you watch if you've watched if you've watched Squid Game, you see these people had their own lives going on. They didn't know why they were there. They were they were placed in this in this you know environment, and you have these higher ups or the VIPs as they call them, who are you know watching these and betting on who's going to make it, who's not going to make it. And you have this these people who are really just trying to, you know, th- their heart for getting the money is, is really in the right place because one, they're in debt, they're, they're, their circumstances are not favorable. Some people are trying to pay for their mom's uh health insurance or, you mm-hmm. know, you know, for medicine and all those things. So it makes sense as to why people need the money, mm-hmm. but they're pitted against each other. And that's mm-hmm. that because I say this oftentimes because I have an uncle who really it irritates the fuck out of me every time a uh, 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 white cop shoots a black guy. And he's like, well, why, why, why everybody want me to be upset about uh, a white, when a white person do it, when, when black people are killing everybody, black people are killing black people every day. It's like, it's not the fucking same thing. Call me back. When you, when you place. <laughs> no <Don't> call. <laughs> yeah. When you place people in an environment and you dangle things in front of them mm-hmm. and say, okay now fight to the finish of course there's going to be fucking crime there's white on white crime there's asian on asian crime and nobody wants to fucking talk about that but it but because we black everybody want to maximize oh black on black crime no that's it does not exist
4: close proximity crime is the actual term
0: it 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 is it is people trying to fend for themselves Mm -hmm. and defend themselves because resources are fucking limited and you put all you you overcrowd this space with limited resources and say, all right, whoever makes it makes it to the top, that's who gets that's who gets the prize. And then you have people, that's why you see people. One of the one of the things that really broke my heart from a black community is how we treated Shikari Richardson.
3: Mm, yeah, absolutely.
0: When that baby that baby had just lost her mother, she won this race, and to see people in the highlight of her moment of saying, hey, something good has happened for me. Niggas who ain't been nowhere. And I I, I might cry because this this is my heart. Went searching through years and years back of old tweets. First of all, how fucking miserable do you have to be to go search through tweets to find something to incriminate somebody who just lost their mother who has just had a win sad why not just be fucking proud of her but it's that crabs in a it, it's it's a crabs in a barrel mentality oh you getting out before me no I'll bring that ass back down here mm-hmm. and we train we train people how to visit her. success success but we don't teach people or 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 encourage people to actually live in success mm-hmm. because for for people to live in success we have to realize okay mm-hmm. well i'm not there yet and the and the 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 string through all of this is comparison
1: mm-hmm. we are
0: addicted to comparison we compare we compare vocalists you got who who was it um some new artists I uh uh it's not Sweetie. it's not Sweetie. it's the other one um wh- I can't think of her name but are they- you talking about Lizzo
4: when she asked about no, no no
0: it's 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 a um it's the girl they they compare to Beyonce all the time oh Chloe yeah that baby cannot have her own identity because every everybody's trying to make her the next Beyonce or Beyonce's equal. Why can't she just be who she is? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Or you have, you have these, um, videos on Instagram. Who, who, who's the better soprano, Karen or Tamina Mm man. It's just like, well, they're, they're, they're not the same. They're different. (laughs) They're, They're different. And why can't we just celebrate them for being different instead of pitting people against each other all the time and saying well i like Tamil man you like karen so you got to sit over there you know it's really stupid to me
3: Mm -hmm. absolutely i I, I don't get it i
0: can't fucking fathom (laughs) it
3: (laughs) i don't get it and i don't agree with it it's but uh, like even to your point as far as like just back to the black on black crime or whatever and like how you said we're like kind of like crabs in the barrel like we can't make it out and that just circles back to what I said about what how classism is, um, I guarantee you, uh, people, the parents that raise their kids in the upper class are not raising them with this, on the same type of time as they're raising the lower class on, and even a po- <laughs> even a poverty rate,
2: mm. even
3: it's even after the pandemic, black the the poverty rate the percentage is still the highest, even after, when everyone suffered in the pandemic. We are still suffering the most, you know what I'm saying? So it like it just all circles back to that, and it, and it's and it, it like you just feel like you have to like when you're down, you feel like you have to like compare yourself to, to somebody else to make you feel
0: better about yourself. It's so much pressure. Go ahead, Shil. Oh no, I'm good. I I I agree. It's it's just it's just so much pressure. Um. So so last year, um, I allowed my car to be repossessed mm-hmm. because. Um, you know, my, the job I'm working at right now, they don't want to pay me what I deserve. So, you know, it it was just, it just became a burden. So I was just like, Hey, come, come get it, come get it right now. I'm driving a cash car. It's a 2014 Nissan Sentra is white. I hate white cars. So I'm just like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I even have to check myself at times because, you know, I'll, I'll get embarrassed about being invited somewhere. And I'm just like, oh, I don't want nobody to see me driving this car because it's like, and and I have, and that's why I'm so grateful for the kind of headspace that I am, is because I'd be like, Josh, hey, let's let's talk because nigga, you got a car, and you you were able to get from point A to point Z, back to (laughs) A, chill out, chill out, and back and back and back to A, um, but it's it's because of this, we we. It's this, it's this elitism. It's this, mm-hmm. oh, you're special if you drive a Mercedes mm-hmm. Benz, mm-hmm. or if you drive uh to, to be who you are, Josh. You know, your author, actor, you've been on this, you you know this celebrity, you know that celebrity, and you drive that. It it's like we we place all of this pressure and, and, and the heart of this for me is really is, is suicide because. All of this stuff, all of that comparison begets jealousy and envy. And then that promotes murder. And even if you're not murdering other people, you, you, you kill yourself because you feel like you've missed life or you feel like you're not good enough, or you feel like um, you, 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 you've missed your shot. Um, And and murder is not just physical death. It's then you become that, that bitter person that, that, Anytime somebody is successful, you like, oh, they must have slept their way up there. No, just, you know, it's it's this it's this never ending cycle that starts with comparison that that starts by look by by someone taking a seat saying, oh, I'm better than them. And my question is, who the fuck do you think you are? Not that simple. <laughs> that part, and, and that's really simple. And that that's that's your pastors. Because let me talk to you. Camera B, where are you at? That's your pastors. That's your teachers. That's your mamas, your daddies, your sisters, your nieces, your nephews. Who the fuck do y'all think y'all are to make somebody feel small because they don't Mm -hmm. have what you have, or because they don't, they weren't afforded the same opportunities that you have. I'm even watching this show called Our Kind of People, and you have this. Baby, I have been on ten I'm all ready for, day I'm ready would, for Leah. Man, me. dragging <laughs> bitches and niggas all through <laughs> the mansion. You understand me? Because know, that's I'm right. broke, who the fuck do you think you are? Because you, in in that show you have you have these two sisters who grew up in two separate places, and it's just mm-hmm. like you. I'm your sister. Mm-hmm. We share blood, my nigga. We share blood, mm-hmm. and you what because you 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 scared that i'm here after your throne it's it's wild Mm -hmm. how animalistic humans are
3: yeah humans can be absolutely
0: it is it is oh oh. (laughs) and everything that we do it's even i think about me creatively i have to check myself because it's real easy to scroll here, and first of all, let me. And I'm not one of those people that preach against social media because social media has its things. Social media has its, its benefits, absolutely. but there is an, there is an absolutely top, toxic side to social media where you 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 only people only show you their their wins, and if you're not careful, you'll you'll look at win 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 win, and you focused on the fact that you are in a loss right now. And you become discouraged and it's a fucking lie. Everything. And we really have to believe this. Everything in my life right now is where it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I want, I want better. And there's nothing wrong with that. But my faith is in that where I am is where God has, God knows where I am at all times. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to hate on you. So to finish my point creatively, I'll, I'll scroll sometimes and I'll be like, oh, they did this. Well, mine is better. It's easy to fall into that mm-hmm. Yeah. to say, well, I deserve this because I'm actually passionate about this and they just doing it yeah. as a hobby. So I feel like I should be where they are further. And I, I tell people this all the time. Do not be jealous of anybody's journey because there are people who are jealous of me, and I struggle. F- I, like,
4: oh no, don't cover it because you don't know what they are going through in the back. You background.
0: don't know, baby. To walk a day in Joshua's shoes, you would you would commit suicide because I thought about it a couple but, of times, baby. Come on, you know. Out. And th- but there are people who absolutely don't like me because of what they think I have or, or what it looks like. What it looks like, I'm, and I'm just like baby. You, All you got to do is come talk to me. Come and talk to me. I will show you how ghetto life can be for me
2: sometimes.
0: (laughs) You know, and it's just, I just want us to really just stop comparison Mm -hmm. because it's killing us. Mm -hmm. It's killing us. It's killing our sense of humanity. It's killing our sense of compassion that I can. Another thing we do that I absolutely hate. And I was just talking to my therapist about this. We compare trauma and and oh there i i'm I'm fucked up i'm a, I'm fucked up in a lot of ways because I can't cry a lot of times because it's been embedded in my head, especially from church. Oh well, somebody always got it worse off than you. And you know, those are things that block me from from crying and really feeling feel feeling what I need to feel because it's always well it could be worse. It could be this, or it could be that. And that's not the point. The point is what I'm facing is traumatic for me. It -hmm. don't have to be traumatic for you. It's traumatic for me. And in order for me to live and be present and heal, Mm -hmm. I have to be in a place where I can say this affects me and not be concerned or, or overwhelmed by the thought of how it makes you feel. Mm -hmm. I got, I got brand new phones. I got, I got, phone, two new numbers that I ain't activated yet because I'm just like, oh, well, what what are they going to feel if, you know, they, they text that number and they don't have access to me anymore. Mm. And I'm still, I'm still not choosing me because I'm placing somebody else there. And it's because it's because of this, this it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy how we perpetuate these cycles, man.
1: Mm -hmm. I think Jeremy has something to say. Yeah, Um, and it's funny that you said covet, because I was going to talk about that. And I think, you know, we all church kids and we learn the Ten Commandments. You know, and I think the one that we at least for me personally, that I was like, covet my neighbor. I don't want what my neighbor got because I got my own shit. But then as I got older, especially like Living in LA for eleven years, and you know, being around a multitude of people, which I'm grateful for, but seeing what they have, then I look, I'm like, damn, I'm going back. You know, I got a roommate, and I got a little 2015 Hyundai Sonata. You know, with power windows, I ain't got no sunroof. You know, you just start, (laughs) you just start like. But then it's like you said, you you never know what that person, not even had to go through what they did maybe right. they might have slept with the dealer they might have and it's not to say like but you have to think about those kind of things because they you know driving a audi yeah. an a you know mm-hmm. a8 and then in debt you know yes can't even afford the payments and then you know, things are real, yeah and That's- next thing you know it's gone you know what i'm saying so we have to be careful not to desire what other people have because I don't want what other people have because that's not what God wants for me. Mm-hmm. That's not what He wants for me. You know, who say that again? I don't want what other people have because right that's down. not what God has for me. You know, and I think the blessing and curse with social media is that, and that's why, like, again, going back to education, I feel for these kids because the pressure that they are dealing with. Like, we had what MySpace and Facebook. And you really couldn't even get facebook unless you had a college email so really all we had was my space but my space mm-hmm. was about nigga, who who am i top four who am i top <laughs> eight what's my profile looking like What what's the music doing
3: if i didn't period. know how to code before i knew how to code during MySpace. Period. <laughs>
1: period. Uh, uh, my space period thank you black planet
4: like, yeah
1: like so we didn't have but now it's like the instagram feed and the Twitter feed and, you know, there's a there's an idea of what we're supposed to look like. And there's an ongoing battle every day on Twitter about muscles and all that shit and who's thick and who's not. And it's just like, just be you and be in your own fucking lane and do what you gotta do. But it is hard because I fall into that trap. I see a nigga with an eight pack and I'm like, damn, I'm walking around with a fucking pep boy's tire stomach. And here you know I am, what? you know what I'm saying? <laughs> But tell I got me. my laptop on, so it don't matter. <laughs> you know, but... Stop telling me that. <laughs> yeah, so it's... Yeah, we just got to be careful. Easier said than
3: done, though. Easier said than done. But I, I like... I really like... As long as, like I said earlier, as long as we, like, continue to educate ourselves and be aware of our humanity, then we can definitely um, end the perpetuation because it really is. En- enough is a fuck enough.
0: Enough yeah. is a fuck enough. <laughs> Hey, Amen. That was a that was a beautiful close to that. <laughs> is a
2: So
0: So again, people, check in with your humanity and then be gracious and compassionate for somebody else's humanity. Because at the end of the fucking day, all of us are fucking humans. Mm-hmm. You're human. Before you're anything else, you're human. And you're human. Now. Go ahead. Be Yin. You're human. Being. Be Yin. Be. be. <laughs> he coming
2: be
0: <He> coming. <laughs> and that's you know that that is the that is the most attractive thing in in humanity period um i'm attracted to humans who have the ability to just be they're not just they're not and and I, when i say attracted i'm not talking about relationships. I'm i'm talking just i'm attracted to people who at this phase of my life who are content with being who they are? They're not trying to show up to be something else. They just show up and be. Yeah. And that's why I tell people, I'm Josh all day long. Whether Josh is in church, whether Josh is, in... I'm the same inappropriate motherfucker in church. Believe you me, mm-hmm. I am the same. <laughs> I
2: am Maybe. the same.
0: I'm like my Lord and Savior. I am the same yesterday, today, hey, today and, and forevermore. Forever um. So just, just be. That that was beautiful. Just be. That's you cool. are a human being. Just be, just be, Amen. Hearts and minds clear. Blur. Oh, Did not our hearts burn within? Did not wow. our hearts burn tonight. <laughs> no, <laughs> not tonight? to
4: take me out with a little sneeze for a second. I was like, "Hold up, now we still in worship."
0: <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> oh my <by Shata. laughs> Oh Obey <thank> God. <laughs> Obey oh, God. He coming, Jerry. What are we dragging this week? Who dragging it? You dragging it?
4: Actually, you know what? I'm dragging today, and like I'm just gonna keep you on know. this theme. I really I'm calling out Rock Nation, uh Rock Nation Brunch Twitter. I'm calling out 500,000 um, Dinner with Jay-Z Twitter. I'm calling out all y'all pyramid scheme, Forex niggas. <laughs> I'm calling out <laughs> everybody who wanna talk about what people do with their EBC and welfare uh uh cars and, and food stamps and whatever. Let people be and do what they want to do poor people, um, and sometimes it's not even that they're poor. They can just be in a bad situation because guess what? I didn't find myself on food stamps, uh, especially during the pandemic. And you know what? If somebody want to go get some crab legs, you don't know what type of fucking day they had. So let them get their crab legs (laughs) and motherfucking peace and mind your business unless you're going to pay for it. So everybody who has something to say about what other people are doing with their pockets unless you are paying their bills, baby, you dragging it.
3: You dragging it. I I like it. it. I love it.
0: Oh Treat. baby, send <laughs> me the number.
3: <laughs>
0: because I want some crab legs too. Okay. Listen, I, lo- I love going time, time, time. I'm trying to
4: get some off of you too. I'll throw some shrimps and lobster. Uh, I love we break. can have a whole right,
0: baby. Mm-hmm. I love going to people's house that got food stamps. Okay, baby. They got all they got all the snacks, all the, ghosts, the drinks, they got Tahitian treats and sprites and everything.
3: Listen, when I had food stamps, baby. <laughs> that, there was not ever a time where that snack cabinet was not stocked. Huh. baby I no went to lack. the meat market and no said, lack in your it.
1: house no, no lack <laughs> like, oh, give yeah, me that, that, the that, that, Simply
4: that. Lemonade actually give
0: me two actually, <laughs> actually <laughs> I don't think so there was, something in the yeah, middle. there was something in the middle, in the beginning and in the end.
4: Just paying for groceries is ghetto. So let people like, you know, let people just just live their lives. I honestly just think that, you know, we're very hard on people and you never know what type of circumstances people are falling into. And I think that we have to be very careful judging people's circumstances because you really don't know. So, listen, if you got the food stamps, send them to us. Please.
3: And uh, if you want,
4: because we fuck with sure. you hop on the
3: blessing loom again. You know, are we bringing that back this year? Okay,
0: now no, <laughs> no, 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 no that you dragging it, y'all keep, y'all keep that where is it? Look,
4: child, don't even call me back. Just
0: don't. <laughs> don't block me. Block me back. <laughs> block me back. I like that. Block me back. Don't do all them food, uh, food limbs looms oh, and all this stuff. Uh, but yeah, we if you want to sponsor the way I see a podcast with. Uh, Uh, a EPT number, please. We we will gladly accept your hearty welcome in the spirit in which it was given.
2: And I thank uh, you.
0: This has been an excellent show, y'all. So I've I'm happy. I'm hopefully y'all have learned something. And again, tune into your humanity. Just be a fucking better human being. Absolutely. You work on you being a fucking better human being. I'm gonna work on me being a better fucking human being. How about that? Yeah. Because I love us for real. I love it. So as we come to it, as we come to the end of a of another great show, um tune in next week. Um, we're gonna be talking about something, so you got to come back to find out what we're talking about. Um, subscribe to this podcast, tell a friend, follow us on YouTube, uh at the way TV um follow all of our social uh media platforms we are the way underscore s on twitter uh the way i see it on facebook and instagram and yeah hit us up um so before we leave we just want to leave you with something that just hit our spirit Ray, yeah 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 because this has been in my this been in my spirit all day Hi-ya. oh god play softly, <laughs> play
1: softly. <laughs> let me turn the keyboard be- on ooh. the light up Hi-ya. keyboard
0: you know, you you gotta when you when you start speaking in tongues before you give a word you <laughs> keep but I can rebuke death.
3: <laughs> I rebuke death. wait, wait, don't do the, that. Almost sent me out again.
4: <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost.
0: <laughs> no, here here seriously, here, here's what hit my spirit today. And this is a revelation that I got. So yesterday, I um I admitted to my therapist that. I wasn't happy for me. I was happy out of obligation. Hmm. Because people look at my life and they say, well, Josh, you should be happy. You have this going on. You have that going on. So because they say that I become happy. But it's not the truth. Mm-hmm. And it's OK to be it's OK not to be happy all the time. Um, But, you know, my, my therapist said, said to me, she said. You have to check in with your feelings because your feelings are messengers. What are your feelings trying to tell you? Um, and what my feelings were trying to tell me was I, f- I had fallen back into this cycle of trying to outdo myself. And this is what hit my spirit to tell you. Stop trying to outdo yourself and start outgrowing yourself. Mm-hmm. Performance gets you clout. Growth gives you benefits. Mm-hmm. When you grow, you be, you perform better, and that's in everything. That's in the bedroom, in the kitchen, whatever. The more you know, the better you do. Okay. Yep, now y'all know I can give a word and not be mad. <laughs> um, <laughs> when 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 you learn her body, mm-hmm. maybe you'll be able to snatch that cat. Oh my my my! Huh? Dragging in. When, <laughs> when you when, when 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 you learn how to follow the recipe people people will be like when they when when, when they eat your meals. Uh-huh. <laughs> um so it's it's not about trying to outdo the last version of yourself it's more so about outgrowing the last version of yourself because growth is what what you should be after not performance mm. so that's what hit my spirit i needed that Ooh. Yeah, and honestly, to kind of
3: tap like uh, to kind of just tag along what you were saying, this is actually really good because um, I'm I mean, I was just I'm not saying this hit my spirit during the week, but this kind of just made me think about it just now. But everything that you're going through in your growth process that you're glowing through, you're t- the just know that it is a temporary inconvenience for permanent improvement.
2: Mm.
3: Um, and Jeremy, you hit on this too. Don't let your hurt, whatever you're dealing with, become your identity. Mm-hmm. Don't let that become your identity. You have to move. There, there, we got to move off this mountain. There's greater. There's better. So don't, don't, don't get discouraged. This is just a temporary inconvenience for permanent improvement.
1: Glow through it.
0: Y'all better, y'all better talk good tonight. <laughs> y'all, baby, y'all better talk good here.
1: <laughs> well i got two things first of all this bottle bottle was full it was full when we saw jeremy
0: now jeremy (laughs) that bottle was full now jeremy he about to lay it low and spread it ain't. i
2: mean mean. um
0: no
1: on a not a lighter note but take care of you yeah and Mm. this is to myself because i mean i mean i blame my dad because my dad my dad retired. It's been I think about two years. He had hundreds and hundreds of hours of PTO that he cashed out on, you know, because he just did not take off work. And I have implemented the same thing. Y'all, whether you have PTO or not, whatever job you're working, take a day off, because if your ass die, God forbid, you will have a replacement the next day. If not the same day. Mm -hmm. So, and I have to tell myself this because I'm like, man, I want to take a sick day, even though I'm not really sick, but I just need a day to just breathe. And, you know, but I'm like, nope, but I got to go to work. And then I go to work and I'm stressed and I'm frustrated. And I, I like, I tweeted, I think yesterday I was like, do y'all just ever just feel like you're going through the motions? Like, I think that's that's where I am in my life right now, and I don't know how to identify what's happening. And I think where it's stemming from is that I haven't just taken a day to just be. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that is my word of advice. Take a day off. Fuck Take that damn job. Fuck that As job. As Monique said, fuck that job. <laughs> fuck it. Because again, if you die, if you're sick, if you go on leave, they will find a replacement. They Period. You Take can care
3: of you. You could be like me, have negative 20 hours of PTO. <laughs> Baby, I'm waiting <laughs> for noticed. January 1st for the rest of it to renew because I'm at negative 20 hours of PTO. I believe in taking off work. Maybe times I wake up like mm, not going to work today. PTO. <laughs> <laughs> but, but
0: I have driven to work and be like, Yeah, i this not today. Prepare the <laughs> others. <laughs>
4: because <laughs> <laughs> that's what it really stands okay. for okay um, so this actually really hit my spirit and it's been resonating with me for the week um just to anybody who maybe it wasn't your best week it wasn't your best day maybe you didn't give your best performance or you know you didn't pass the test or you know maybe that performance review just was not good at your job and the works of the great psalmist who I love so much her name is Aaliyah if you like, if at first you don't succeed for real, go ahead and dust yourself off and try again because we, we serve a great God who is a God of second chances and give yourself the grace that you grace others with. So you go back in there with your head held high, you pick yourself up, and baby, you do a good job.
3: Hey Amen. Pick yourself up by your bootstraps and go
0: on. <laughs> baby, you pick yourself up, like, hmm? well, you
4: drop it all the way up. <laughs>
0: y'all got a a problem (laughs) it's a ball um (laughs) listen we enjoy everybody thank y'all again for listening to the way i see It podcast um we got a new season fresh perspectives listen in the words of my auntie tabitha brown baby y'all go on have y'all good day and even if you can't have a good day don't you dare go messing up no for nobody else okay y'all take care Be good, be kind to yourself, and be kind to others. Show love, extend mercy, and take care. All right, and we out. All right, bye. Peace. (laughs)